If everybody smoked the blood, relieved the mind, the world could be a better place. If everybody took a break, and we all just got wasted. Smoked out, smoked out, choked out, pull another oh, 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 let's get P.O.D. All right. Good afternoon. You're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We're streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com slash NewHavenIndependent or go to your Facebook page and look us up. You can also hit C first to see and hear all the great programs that we have here on WNHHLP, and Cannabis Corner is also streaming on ProCannabisMedia.com and the Greenhaven Media Facebook page. Good afternoon. It is Monday, January the 5th. Welcome to Cannabis Corner. I am your host, Joe Lachance, and with me is my illustrious growing co-host, Farmer Lou, living up to his name, in there with his babies, Uncle Lou. How you doing today? How's it going? I'm just messing around in the. Uh, I'm a medical patient, so yeah, I know this that. Is where so. everybody, make sure you get your medical card. Yes, it's changing in a couple of days, but it's always nice to have your medical card, <clears throat> and that way you can actually, you know, partake in a couple plants. I don't have anything crazy anymore. You know, now I do six plants. <clears throat> that time that the federal, the you know. The the and everybody decided to come visit. There was a couple more than the six, but it keeps us busy. <clears throat> yeah, it looks like a nice growth there. Now, is that one plant? That is one plant, Joe. This is my point. You see, people, look at this now. Look how many st- stalks are coming off that one plant. How many branches? If you know what you are doing, six plants. More can enough, be uh, a bountiful harvest. Am I correct, Uncle Lou? More, six plants can do more than you really need to. And realistically, I got to say, and a lot of it comes because you get, get great people to help you out with things. And um, my buddy, Dockside Fire, who you can find him on the internet there on the interways, he's the guy who's been with me for ages and he's been growing and I've learned a ton of things from him. We bounce ideas off of each other. Finding that nice little growth community goes a really long way, Joe. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm excited for today's guests. I'm excited for what's happening in in the in the new adult use space. I'm there's things that suck, but there's things that you need to embrace at the same time. And you this know is I mean? one of them. Yeah, you want to grow your plants, grow your plants. I well, tell everybody you might as well grow. Well, you know, here's the thing, Lou. There's so many people out there who grow tomatoes, grow basil, grow all kinds of other stuff, um, and and they also smoke weed. So why not, if you already are a good grower, you have that nice green thumb, you know, had to practice, why not try, grow your own? The worst that can happen is you waste $30 on a pack of seeds, right, and some soil. Um, you know, and you don't get a good grow. But if you get a good grow and you go to people or go to sources that know what they're doing, you can get a plant that looks like that or even bigger. Well, you there's know, a ton of good people. That I don't take credit for knowing most. You know, this is a plant that I, I oh, think yeah. most people can grow. 
Um, so there's there's a great community. There's a ton of good growers in Connecticut, like a ton of, you know, that were legacy growers or underground growers or even people that started growing when it became legal as medical patients. Right. But as long as you start looking out for things like that, like I said, find find people on the Internet. The interwaves always has somebody doing something with with something. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and we're going to have more cultivators and seed guys on the show once this yeah. uh, growing starts, because I think it's important <laughs> that that is the one aspect of the bill that I would yeah. say we got the, the biggest victory on, because oh, a lot of people you. don't know that they were wildly against it wildly oh, yeah. against it from the beginning it was all, almost a non-starter and we told them you know well we'll kill the bill unless it has home grow in it and luckily by that time we had enough of a force to be able to kill that bill yeah so they kind of had to give in and um hey, and we got that compromise work. you know where you had to wait two years We'll give that great kudos over to Christina Eve and a lot of the advocates from over there that were doing that. So always, oh, uh, we all were. Yeah, all the the whole group there, and yeah. it's all the people that showed up. You know, yes, yes, and 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 that took good. a lot of deal making. You know, you got to give Robin Porter a lot of credit for oh, going yeah. in there, and Hughes, and being the yeah. people who actually said, "Yeah, no, we will kill this bill." So, um, big shout out to all the representatives that voted for it. You know, in New Haven here alone, Juan Candelaria is a great component of it, and we, we'd like to give him his kudos because he's like the uh, the 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 uh, like in Spanish, the don don the respect. He government. is, you know, people don't know about Juan Candelaria, maybe who haven't been around, but Juan was the man who started the ball rolling. For legalization in Connecticut. He called the first hearing back in 2014, which was a hearing basically just to study if it, if we should legalize in Connecticut. What were the uh, pros and cons of legalizing? It was just a public hearing. And, and know, uh, Juan did gone, that. Yep, it's gone a really long way. And that's where we give kudos to, to New Haven and to Juan, and he, you know, he's a good dude. He's really a great dude and does a lot for his community and for his constituents and for his cultural communities. So that's that's one of those gentlemen that really does put his money where his mouth is and pushes. And that's another Robin Porter. We love our Robin Porter. So make sure you get out there and vote is what we're, I guess we're trying to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't do anything if you don't vote. Yeah, or call your legislator when you see some legislation. There's a bunch of bills out there people need to know about that still haven't come to the vote that, you know, by might need a little week, push. Yeah. So by the end of the week, they could. That's right. And I know there's a big rally up at the Capitol tomorrow. Um. So, I mean, I think anybody who has the uh, the day off or has the free time, might as well go up there because, you know, if you look at the Canna Warriors page or any of the activist page, there's about three bills that really are iffy or need attention. Um, and, you know, that's where you can follow, like, the keynote speaker from NECAN, Jason Ortiz. 
You can right. follow a lot of his socials and you can find out what's going on as well in the state and what to kind of support and what to go on, even on a national level with the Students for a Sensible Drug Policy Program, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So now what are you doing with that plant? Are you just kind of, uh, you're tying it, right? You're kind of tying it up? Uh, tying it down. So it's it's a, it's grown beautifully. It was just up-potted. Um, she got some nice treatment, and now she's just being spread out. And uh, that way the light can penetrate better. The, the, uh, the fans can do their work. Airflow kind of keeps it healthy. It's been trimmed down. And it just continues to be able to provide more life. Right, yeah, so it's I, not I, all... Yeah, we, I like to take clones off of these. That's the biggest part of them. So we take a bunch of clones, and we're making sure... I'm making sure all my friends, at least, are able to grow June 1st, um, July 1st. And they're doing their thing, you know what I mean? That so. They're all set and ready to go. Well, that's important, right? Yep. And I want people to know that Uncle Lou and, and other growers around the state do what they call plant drops. And they're quick, and you got to know where they are at. So keep your eyes on social media for those, too. Am yeah. I yeah. Uh, yeah, you know I, the, I'm, a, I'm one of those guys who literally grab six plants. That and and clean, put a post healthy. out. I'll close them up. I'll I'll say, hey, I'm going to the to this place. If you'd like some plants, just come grab them. I'm I personally don't charge anything for the plants just because it's what I drop. It's usually six plants or something. But a lot of good places in the area have really good prices on clones. You know what I mean? So like 40, 50 bucks. If you go to some of the shows, you know, some of them are 100 200 300 dollars And that's where people start to learn when you learn more about the actual genetics what it takes to to take a pair of a plant what you know what goes into it you know nutrients aren't cheap especially when you're going organic right you know then you move into like veganic and extra vegan organic and you know <laughs> you know there's so many different ways that you can move into it and it's like okay cool and you want to be in some type of small grow community that's going on you know they're all like i said you probably know a grower everybody probably knows the grower and if yep. they're growing it in a tent a four by four or a five by five you know i'm not advocating hey go out and do 100 plants but you can do six plants you yeah. know you usually look plants. at that right there this is one that's plant. one plant one plant so, you know, and, that's, and there's a lot of methods you can look up. I know there's one called mainlining, right? Yep. Yeah. And that will give you one plant that will stretch over the whole garden, right? The entire garden, realistically. <laughs> you know, you yeah. end up taking that plant and you just throw it on the side. So yeah. instead of it growing up, it's going to grow up for a long time and then it's going to go sideways and then go go that way and too just, and if you got one line that goes over it keep growing and just grow wrap that plant around that line and it'll keep growing and going tall see a green method is a lot of what this is we just see a green right the there is what you're green. doing right you know and this just gets a nice even top canopy to the other this is all even but it's all spread out and you're gonna yeah. see that it's opened up and yeah one plant, you know exactly <laughs> and, and look you're gonna get a good yield out of that this, well, you're you know, using that as a mother, right? Well, either way, if this goes into flower, it's the beginning of the season. So it'll go all the way to September. So imagine if somebody, this is what clones. So that's going to grow bigger. Plant. They grow bigger. You know, like my parents are older. They've got their medical cards. They put six plants in the ground. And they're, you know, they got 10 acre property now as they retired. It's sitting in the middle. 
which nobody can see it. It's a locked space. It's uh, his garden. He can put his six plants out there, and he, he's going to probably get like 10-foot monsters, I hope, um, because <laughs> this, this is what he's starting with, you know? Yeah, I've seen them. They look like trees, dude. <laughs> so don't you ever know, underestimate what you could do with one plant. <laughs> one plant. And that was, you know, they give me a plant count. No problem. How big? I'm not even going to ask. You said one plant? No problem. How big can I get that plant is the next question. Right, right. I love, and I, and I know that I always used to hear about this book called Five to a Light. Yep. That basically told you how you can get five pounds per plant. <laughs> and, yeah, and they charge a know, lot for that book. That came from the DEA. That's the craziest thing. Really? You know, the DEA did a study and they were able to do five pounds out of a six by six space. So they used one plant. Um, I mean, they did a bunch of plants in there and that's all they were able to get. And we know we can get way more than that. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. So that's where that's where we're at. So you just do it right. And like I yeah. said, you got good friends that do things and look them up on the internet and follow them along. Yeah. I already and, dropped who my friends were. So. Yeah. And genetics are readily available right now. And that oh, was yeah. one, one thing I wanted to talk about with you. I noticed it at NECAN. The variation yeah. and the difference in prices in genetics. That's like, why are 10 seeds from some guys 100 books? But our guys are doing 10 for 30. Uh, it's genetics, <laughs> prominence, names, marketing, yeah. how stable the seeds are, how established the business is, how many seeds are they getting? Is it a fluke? You know, some of those guys who are doing the $100 seed pack are, you know, they're good seeds. They've been retailed. They've been, they're across the board national. They're doing hundreds and hundreds of seeds. You know what I mean? Every given day. And those are, those are all different. So they can go. You know, yeah, I got you. So they're more like the more um, boutique, right? Boutique you know, ones, right? Boutique, and that's where genetics are. You know, there's people that have been doing this for a long time, so you got to kind of know where you're going, know what you're doing. If you want those boutique, true to the name seeds, you go get them from the retailers that are doing that. And if you just want something that was probably poached off and recreated, and you know, you can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> You know, it's like going to Lowe's and taking a snip <laughs> off of, you know, one of their plants or something. Or going to the, 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 the right, I got you. Right, you know, so. <laughs> buy your flowers at Walmart or you buy them at the wall of the florist. What are you going right. to buy? <laughs> exactly. So it's cool. We're not wrong <laughs> with that. But, you know, sometimes you want to get the official officials, you know. Yeah, so not maybe like for your back. first grow, if you're a new newbie, you buy the $30 seeds because you right. don't. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, if, you're if you're experienced, just, if you're just starting to grow, you just give me a call. I'll give you the pack of seeds because you really are going to mess it up completely a couple times. And it takes, right. you know, and, and I get I get new growers that really do a great job right from the beginning. And it's because they just know that this is just like most other plants. Take care of it. Do pH. You know, I got one awesome dude. He's an older dude. He uh, his wife and him own a uh, hair salon in the area. He likes to grow. She's the hairdresser. He did really well. And he's like, oh, I use Dr. Uh, Dr. Earth Farmer. Regular nutrition, reg regular nutrients that he would use in his, like, cucumbers and tomatoes and things like that. So, you know, and instead of using 
magnesium. He goes instead of using pH up, pH down. He goes gets baking soda and magnesium. He uses the older, more natural stuff, stuff right? right? Puts eggshells in the soil for calcium, yeah, right. things like that, you know. And so that's that's where you start to move around and figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to go and what you know. Do I want the really dope stuff or do I want the stuff to start? Some people have had their gardens growing and they're like, you know what? I'm going to do the brand new strain that just came out with the really dope name. And the one cut cost me $500. And now I got to raise that cut for six months. And once I raise that cut for six months, I have to now clone it. So now I got to, you know, it takes like a year before you can start mass producing one of those expensive yeah. clones. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I work from, well, yeah. these were started from seed. So I started these from seed. I wow. went to Nikan. This was, I got the seeds at Nikan Boston from Ethos Genetics. And it was like $400 for the, for the pack. See, it was, it was a whole, yeah, I'd paid a lot of money for these stupid seeds, but you know, they're great plants and they do really well. The genetics are really stable. And I got the entire line of that cross and now I'm having mother stash of Lovely. six different strains that all do well. And I've, I've really been able to look through them and pick through them. And then, you know, a couple of good friends have really grown out. One of the strains I have a planet of the grapes. And I've had a couple of friends that have really grown those out here in Connecticut in their indoor. And they're beautiful. So now I'm going to, you know, I might get myself like a 10, 10 by 10 or something and drop four of these in each one in each quarter and just let them blow up. Blow up. There we so, go. Cool. Hey, I just know, it stays within the legal limit. Six plants. That's it. They don't say how big. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, you know, and. You know, energy consumption is not horrible on the new lights that you get, you know. So, you know, even yeah. if you're somebody who wants to do two plants, my younger brother does two plants. You know, he's got himself one light, a two by four, and then he grows two plants, you know. So everybody can figure out what like they want. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's happy. And that's where these these auto grow tents and things like that come up, like our friend with the armoire and piano yeah. by and all that, you know. I want to have him on. The green goddess guy. Yeah. So, so hey, it looks like our guest is here. Heber, oh, are you yeah. there? Heber, are you there? I see your name. Yes, yes. there she I'm is. My mouth while y'all were talking. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but me and Lou were just having an awesome conversation about growing. I think, uh, uh, it's been uh, very cool. You can see he's got a plant behind him, and we were just talking about how big that thing grew and how you can get so much yield off one little plant, how big it can get. <laughs> I was enjoying the conversation. Yes. <laughs> so let me get let me uh, let me uh, give you the the uh, the uh, intro, okay? Because I like okay. this one. I got it from your LinkedIn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Referred to as the marijuana guru in Connecticut by Hot 93.7's Nancy Barrow, Heber Smith-Bolden has taken the cannabis industry in Connecticut by force, as she is one to be reckoned with. As the market leader for Women Grow Connecticut, Heber was a pioneer in this industry and created a beautiful marriage between her love of nursing and her passion for all things cannabis. Being a registered nurse, Kiber has the knowledge and expertise in health and wellness. In addition, her insatiable desire to understand the cannabis industry plant from each and every trichrome to the DNL profile of cannabinoids avoids her a unique perspective in this industry. 
Heber has been the CEO of Canna Health, president and CEO of Canna Health, and is currently the president and CEO of Noir Envers Cannabis, yes, which is a well, brand I'm... new company. So, Kibra, how are you today? I want to hear what's been going on with you. Okay. <laughs> it was I'm... first. It was great seeing you at NECAM, by the way. It was. Yeah, I, re- I know it was brief. But I know you're busy, and I know, you know, I was busy, too, working. But. Yeah, you were working, but I love the intro that you gave to Jason. Um, it was really great, so I was glad I was able to be there from beginning to end. Yeah, no, everything's going really well. Like, I can't uh, complain. Right. <laughs> I could, but I won't. No, uh, no, I, I see you're traveling around the country, but... Tell us about some of the projects you got going on. You know, what's going on with Canna Health? What's going on with the, the new company? Other things you might be working on that we could talk about that might be interesting. And then I maybe the wanna, three of us can reminisce a little. We're going <laughs> to reminisce. I just want to give a huge shout out to uh, you because you definitely just brought back for your city. And you really did something great for New Haven. And you worked to put back the Freddie Fix and you were super involved. And I just want to say you really did do another great thing for your town in new haven and it, it, it really is really dope you know thank so thank you i just want to throw that out there new haven has a great member for her entire life man and she oh, really does do things thank oh. you so Kiba, yeah i saw a post about that tell us about the freddie fixer parade for our listeners who don't know that is a historic parade in connecticut that almost didn't happen. So tell right. us about all that and what Freddie Fixer means. Yeah, so um, I, I the actual date escapes me, but I believe it was back in the 70s when they started having this annual, like, just a day to celebrate, but also to clean up the neighborhood. So Freddie Fixer, that that's what it was always about, like, cleaning up the Dixwell New Hallville neighborhood and then celebrating uh, its residents and businesses and and local schools and like dance troops and uh drill teams and so um the last time they had a freddie fixer was in 2019 i believe might have been 2018 actually um because it was definitely pre-covid and then we haven't had a parade and historically they had really stopped the city had stopped supporting us having a parade because of violence and things that had happened. And so, you know, we really, as a community, made a commitment. I sat on the uh, Elm City Freddie Fixer Parade Committee, you know, to really work towards making sure that this was a peaceful celebration of the city. And I was blessed to be able to have like a little showing in the parade. And um, uh, we had a Jeep and I had like my New Haven-based businesses so I had Canna Health, Holistic Home Health Care, Noir and Vert all around on the Jeep. And then um, it was like 20 of us on Can-Am Rikers, the three-wheelers. And guess what I found out this morning, y'all? I actually won first place for in the automotive or motorized vehicle categories. But we got disqualified because someone revved their engine in front of the judge's station. So I still... Oh. I still am claiming that we won. I didn't even know there was anything to win, but you know, it just was important. Like I, I'm telling you the truth. I cried for like the first five minutes of our procession in the parade because it was a song playing in the background and it was just making me really think about my community and how much 
how important it is like for us to not just focus on our trauma and our problems, but just celebrate being a community. And that was what the essence of yesterday. So it was really great. I had a really good time. Yeah, I think that word community is really important, especially these days, right? So you can't focus on what's going on in the big world because it's just crazy. It's too hard to figure out with, you know, all that. But within your community, you can really make a difference. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's in within your state, like, you know, like with the legalization thing, right? I don't know yeah. about you, but I did that just because I wanted to make a difference. I wanted exactly. to get, I wanted to see people out of jail. I wanted to see people be able to grow and stop getting arrested for a plan. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and that was the reason I did it because Connecticut, the state was my community, but on a smaller level, where you're from, where you live, the actual people around you, your street, the, the streets around you, the, the little center of town. That's what matters because you have control over that. You can go to your neighbors and organize. You can go to your community and organize and get something happening. It's smaller. You know, to try and take on the world is like, come on. But within your community, you can, right? That's how you got Freddie Fixer done. You mobilized a smaller group of people than just the whole state, you know? Right, right. And and that's the thing, like, when you talk about, especially, like, cannabis and its direct relationship to the war on drugs and the devastation in communities, you know, to me, it was just like a no-brainer. Right. This very plant that was used to demonize and destroy, you know, my community to now be the change that you want to see in the community, to create jobs and opportunities, to create entrepreneurs, to create people who have a new knowledge of the plant and how it works medicinally, to right. get people out of prison, like so many, on so many levels, like a lot, they're definitely, I know, you know, I know there are a lot of sacrifices to be in this industry. A lot of times we were got our, you know, doors shut in our face. Yeah. And people look down their nose at us because this is what we're doing. But like when you're on a righteous cause, all that doesn't matter. You know, like to be able to be a part of this movement has meant so much to me. I mean, you know, 40,000 people got out of, got their records expunged in January. Right, right, that right. change. Like yeah. that is going to make someone's life easier. And so, you know, that's what's really um, driven me in, in every way. You know, I'm a nurse. I've always worked in a community. I've always had a strong connection. Oh, my God. Yesterday at the parade, I saw so many people who like I was their mother's nurse or, you know, cared for them. And, you know, it's just really a community so important and why I'm even doing all that, you know, I have right. done in the cannabis industry. Right, right. It's for your community, for your for New Haven, but not only for New Haven, for the state. You know what I mean? Because New Haven is a part of the state. And if the state does well, New Haven does well. That's right. right. Yeah, exactly. Now, have you found New Haven to be cannabis friendly? I mean, I know you've had your office of Canna Health in there Mm -hmm. for years now, for like five years, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) So you've been a New Haven based business and holistic home health care is also based. And you're yep. trying to set up Noir Unver in New Haven, right? That's where you want it to be. That's where you want to serve the people. How yes. has it been going, finding the locations and 
and getting things with the city, you know, because that's what you have to deal with zoning and all that fun stuff. I will say that there have been elements of the of New Haven's, you know, um, government that has been extremely helpful. For instance, Kathy Graves, who's the um, uh, deputy director of economic development for the city and is the is the, like the contact person for cannabis businesses has been extremely helpful. Um, you know, uh, let's see what like I can call planning and zoning and get questions answered. You know, that um, the board of alders from their president, Taisha Walker, to, you know, other members of the board and our local state reps and our our uh, state, our state senator, um, Gary Winfield and, and Robin Porter, all supportive, all supportive. I haven't felt that same support like directly from the mayor's office, I feel like they're a little indifferent to him and he has a unique relationship with Yale and uh, a mayor with the relationship with Yale mm-hmm. on Yale's time mm-hmm. and on their agenda. Yeah, and you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. a very specific thing about New Haven that most people don't understand is that Yale is basically running our you, city. They own New Haven. People have said that. Yeah. And, and and Yale has made a hundred year plan for our community. We're about 50 years in on their 100 year plan for us. And I kind of have a problem with anybody making a plan for me without consulting me and including me mm-hmm. in the plan. That happens quite often, Kibra. Right, <laughs> right. And, and so, you know, I just really think it's important that we as a community, okay, Yale, you got the plan and you got the people, you so know. So do we. <laughs> But we got the community and we're the ones who really are going to bottom line this plan of or not. And so I think it's time that we really recreate a plan for our lives and our communities. And the only way you could do it is with money and power, you know. And so cannabis has always been for me a desire to kind of create that economic system and structure within the community. So that we can actually be effective and create change. You know, there's a lot of organizations that are out here that are specifically for this or that, but like they don't, you know, they have not for years, they've had these, these roles and haven't done it. And so now it's time for us as a community to stand up and, you know, and, and it doesn't, and I, and I need people to understand like business is business. So you have to handle business a certain way, but you can be a business person. You have to be, especially if you're a person of color, especially if you're poor, especially if you come from a community that they think is thrown away. You have to be able to work at dually in nature, but you have to be able to cut one off. Business is business. You can't bring advocacy to business. It's not going to work, but you can take off your business hat and put on your advocacy hat and do the work to really make the change because that's where it's happening in the laws, in the legislation, everything, you know, we got, you know, we were, we got cannabis legalized, but we already know that there's no real social equity going on it's not really no no not for three million bucks that's not Not equity i'm sorry (laughs) and you know we've had such so many um large-scale corporations trying to you know set their foothold here in the state and you know some of them have the right intentions and if you have if you are coming in with the right intentions which is supporting social equity and really making a change in the communities you serve 
all for it. But if you're not, I just believe that the God I serve is going to weed those people out and they're going to allow the social equity people to partner with the right people, with the right agenda, who really are about community and really are able to push this industry forward. You know, I mean, so. Yeah, and they are out there. People don't understand just because a company is large and has money doesn't mean that they're always necessarily evil. You know, right, right, right. You know, there are some that are, and 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 you can tell who they are. They, the evil shows. You know, the horns are pretty much there. You know, it, it never like even if even if they say like, okay, we were evil, and now we want to be better. You know, like I, I definitely, you know, took that route. Like I want, I didn't, I didn't care what you did in the past. I want to know what you want to do in the future. But right. if you know, six months in, eight months in you're not doing what you're supposed to do, then as a as a person who is a, the holder of these licenses, we need to call these people to the carpet. Right. And I don't care if it stalls me or delays me. I will never sell it. <laughs> right. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And you made a good point. It's up to the partner, whoever it is, to be on their other partners, but and make sure it runs the way they want it. Because they, remember, are the majority owner, no yeah. matter what. And without them, the company doesn't have its presence there. So right. they should consider themselves lucky that yeah. somebody who knows the industry decided to partner up with them. Because a lot of the people they partner up with them are schmucks. Just yeah. front people. Front people yeah. for them. Who's yeah. just going to go, yeah. Yes, yes, and do whatever they want. You know what I, you know, okay, we'll run it like you say. And and those are the, the companies you got to watch out for. And you know, it's yep. too early in the game. And you know, it's been a year since I guess, right? When did you guys get your licenses? Has it been about a year now? Well, so you know, uh <laughs> July, uh when I made the announcement. So, you know, me and Lou, we had to sue the state to get our license. And right. we didn't get ours until November. Okay. Uh, our approval until November. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, it. I mean, but it's been a year since you know all of us kind of got started, uh, right? Solidified yeah. our, you know. Yeah. And so I say, enough time is, has gone That's, by now. That was going to be know, my point. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and you know, and 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 I I I hope no one feels stuck. Like it is the legislation kind of sticks us, but that's where advocacy advocacy uh, kicks in because right. there's no way they want this program to fail. Right. And if a company that you're partnering with is not about community, is not fulfilling its obligations to you as a majority partner, if they have not write, written a check and yeah. like given funded your funded your project, not you know, then it's time to rethink this and right. Because then they were just using you to get the license, pretty much, right? Right. And and we're so early in the game. A lot of people don't realize, yes, right now, everything's limited. But we're probably, what, about a year, six months to a year out before the new ones start opening? I, I You know, mm-hmm. so we still got time to wait. But again, this brings us back to what me and Lou were saying. Only a month from now, you can home grow you know and right and in the meantime if you don't want to purchase what they're offering at these dispensaries right now 
there are other options. You can grow it yourself. You can right. find a caregiver. <laughs> you know, and that's what I was gonna say. I think I, uh, nine times out of ten, y'all, you are not gonna grow the cannabis to the. I mean, I, I heard you all talking about you know treating <laughs> like I can't keep a plant alive. Like no, I, just, I got a brown I, thumb too. <laughs> so I mean, I'm a cultivator. I, I'm approved as a cultivator in the state of Connecticut for my business acumen. And the other side, like, I, I'm going to have to hire somebody to grow it for me. But most people, like, it's so funny, like, when you talk to legislators and, like, everybody's going to be growing and then the gray, the gray market is going to, uh, man, please, like, no, we, is it, nobody real, uh, it's going to be a rarity. Somebody's going to grow so well that they can supply half the state. Come on. A lot of us will struggle with growing. We're going to need those automated machines that only let you grow two plants at a time. Or we can find a caregiver, which I think is really going to be important, you know, for a person like me who likes a specific medicine, you know, to be, and I don't have time to really bring it to fruition, like to use a caregiving system or to know there's a network of people who can grow for me would be a beautiful thing. Yeah, for people who don't understand the caregiving system, basically it's you you basically get somebody else to grow for you. So to use your six plants, uh, you can use your, right? If I'm correct, it's your, still your six yes. plants. They are just growing mm -hmm. it for you, watching it, mm -hmm. and, you know, putting the newts in. Yeah, so it's a great system. And, and that is in one are... of the laws, right? They are. That is in one of the laws this year that's trying to get passed or something. I don't know about caregivers specifically, but I do know that anybody can grow as of next month. So like you could, if someone decides that they'll grow the six plants for you, it doesn't matter because they can all, anybody can grow. It was a little more restricted when it was the medical program. Right. You only could grow on your own. So I think it's pretty much, you know, do it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what me and Lou were talking about. There is a big community of growers who I'm sure would be willing to do that. You just have to find them, right. you know, but they are out and there. Honestly, yeah, let's ahead. talk a little bit about, you know, honestly, you know, when all, when, when the hemp farmers wanted, were talking about, you know, being grandfathered into the um, cannabis licenses, I was like, you know, what could be a path that would work? Because honestly, I could not see a path where, you know, any more players get in on right now. On Until these day. ones get their stuff open. Exactly. Exactly. But like, I was like, why don't the let's hemp start, Let's finish round one. You know, what? if they caregiving. Caregiving like they, that. Yeah. And what program. about growing just for the medical program? God, right. No, or like. <laughs> Need knows they need more products <laughs> right you know that would be a and nice compromise you know grow for the medical right. program and then when the next round comes along you're welcome in and, and maybe hopefully they make changes so it's a little bit better next time where you can't buy a million lottery tickets you know right. stack the because, deck because i thought you because I tell you something, like, I, I literally had a conversation with a person who will be unnamed, but, but you know, on the hemp side. And she was like, I don't even know why they want to be involved. It's a hot mess. And I'm like, yes, it's a hot mess. Like, to, right now, the industry is a hot mess. I wouldn't want 
my worst enemy to have to go through some of the challenges and changes. That you're going through. I know both of you guys. I talked to you, yeah, in private. It's not easy dealing with the no. state. And... No. No. <laughs> and... So like, and it's like, oh, Kira wants to keep people out. I'm trying to save your crazy self <laughs> from, from getting age. in. What way do we get going and fail or succeed? Let's see how the state treats us once yeah. we get open. Because you don't want to be a part of this. I mean, being first may get you a little attention, may get you, but being first means you got to go through all the challenges, make all the changes, deal with all of the BS. You know, like, I, I just don't, I know everyone wants to be, you know, in a in a different position in life. You know, like, we're all striving to be better and do more. But, like, there is benefit to sometime, like, supporting a person, letting yeah. them your foundation. And then, like, you know, people just don't know how to do that anymore, you know, but. Yeah, no, we live. It's a different world, Keeper. Our right. whole society is so different, even than ten years ago. You know, it's it's really right. changed. You know, I yeah. like it here in Puerto Rico. I don't, I don't have to see a lot of it, but you know, um, it has. It's a shame, but you know, Keeper. You know what I finally discovered in real life. I don't see it as much as I see it on the internet. Do you know what I mean? Like the hate. Like right. I was just in Connecticut, right? And you know, there's no hate. I didn't experience any hate from anybody on real life. But yet, if you went on the internet, you think right. everybody in the world hates each other, right? right. And one, one negative, the negative voices always are so loud. Much louder, right? Right. You know, right. And because the positive, peaceful people actually putting the work in action are working. They're we don't busy. Have time writing on the internet <laughs> right you put you post a couple of updates about things you think are interesting but you don't want to go ruin somebody's day what no. <laughs> no i don't get off on that i don't like ruining somebody's day i don't like hurting other people but that's just me that's right. probably why we're activists and we're all trying to make this world a better place right while we love each other. worse that's right <laughs> it's um, but, pretty but, easy but yeah i'm sure people want to know like um so i am so i am now provisionally licensed uh for an adult use retail establishment um i am currently still you know I, again like one thing about me is i'm purposeful in everything that i do so i'm just being very particular about how i move forward right you know so, so yes, I will be moving forward, but I haven't, I don't have anything to announce yet. <laughs> and I don't right. know. I mean, so, you know, God knows. <laughs> you're still looking for the right location, correct? Yep. And, um, yeah. and, um, spe specifically for cultivation, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure about my location for, for retail. A, yeah. Uh, for my first one. Cause you know, I'll have a total of three because I have the extra joint venture. But, um, you know, I am working and, and I'm working a lot with legislators still, you know, um, just because cannabis was legalized, as you see, and I'm sure you talk about on here all the time, you know, there are new um, bills that are proposed, had been being proposed almost every day for a couple oh. for a month. Um, it was kind of hard to keep up, but it was necessary to keep up in order yeah. to protect 
what we fought for with our businesses and just to be a, a voice in the legislators ears just reminding them why they voted like why they voted the way they We're did still here. and the reason yeah and the reason they voted for cannabis legalization was because of social equity so because that was the right. central focus then every law every regulation that is put into place needs to support that you right. know it needs to support communities it needs to support people getting out of prison it needs to support creating new entrepreneurs and licensees that are qualified for social equity so you know that that's a job in and of itself Joe. <laughs> yes yes yeah keeping up with that and this session you're right has been extremely tough because everybody it seemed wanted to get their hand into the industry and, you, and they throw out like 30 bills you know, and nobody knows which ones to support. And then they th they throw a bunch of them together in one bill, right? Mm -hmm. at, towards the end of the session, right? Yeah. Just their old tricks up to their old tricks. And then you look at this one bill and it's like over-regulation to the hilt. So it's like, I already thought that they over-regulated the market with the first legislation, now they're going a step further. Instead of opening it up for more people, they seem to be want to close it off for more people uh, and make, you know, I don't know, make it a big corporate industry is what they want to make it. Yeah, yeah. But like, we don't have to, I mean, we can fight, you know? Yeah. I, and, and sometimes like we lose battles, but like we can win this war. Like Jason said, number one, we need to just declare the war on drugs over. Like I don't even right, know why right, anybody right. got that in their mind. You know, and then we need to just we could declare we need to like keep fighting until we win the war. Like little battles here and there, yeah, okay, maybe. But like when they're doing things that undermine the very essence of what we, you know, um fought for, then we gotta fight back. And educate again like you said they throw these big log bills and i'm sure no legislator will admit it but if it's a they don't uh, even read reading that. <laughs> so a lot you of have time, a summary please right, right. <laughs> so, so you know like that's what i've been doing this session like it's a long complicated something let me provide you with a summary and let me show you how this affects us and that has been an effective way to get people you know i presented at the black and puerto rican caucus um uh, before them about some of the bills and some of the, and, and got their support and so you know it's just been a constant fight you know to just keep people keep this alive keep hope alive <laughs> well hey you know, we are, you know, I don't want to, but we are activists in that way. You know what I mean? Because realistically, you made a really good point. We're winning battles. Even legalization itself was just a battle. People have to realize this is a war and a war consists of a lot of battles. Some yeah. small, some big. Yeah. Some you win, some you lose. Yeah. But you can always go back, right? And, and revisit it and as long as in the end which could be 10 years from now you know it really could be we mm -hmm. have ended completely the war on drugs and that doesn't mean legalizing every single drug in the world it means decriminalizing and not arresting nope. people mm -hmm. for drugs 
No one should go to jail for what they put in their own bodies. Bodies, right. It's really, you know, especially when the government, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but we all know the government has a little hand in some of this stuff, the CIA. (laughs) Their hand's full. How do you think they make that extra money for those little side projects they have that nobody knows about? (laughs) Right. Break it all down for you, but we don't want to get you cut off the air. <laughs> yeah, no, but anybody can read about it. It's all out there. It's it's what well, it's kind of a well-known fact for those who know. <laughs> but one thing I will say, they're not too bad in the weed trade, but I'm sure they do it. <laughs> yeah. But that's uh, I mean, us. That's the place where we're gonna have to go. We got our, our warning on here. <laughs> yeah, we, we did get our fluid in here from you at all, but I know you heard and you understand. Oh, what's we're happening. here, we're loving it. I, I could I didn't want to stop that because he, he was one hundred percent right and you guys were on a roll. And this was the, the whole point of making sure we can get out here and have these conversations. And yeah, uh, I Today, I absolutely love Kiva when you're on, and thank you so much for being our partner for so long. You're the original partner. The yeah, people don't re- those who haven't been listening that long. Me, Lou, and Kiva started this. We're a great team. Yeah, yeah. still a great team, and we're very excited. Yeah, this that. is great right yeah, here, right? People, they're about to cut us off because they got another show. How okay. can people reach out to your company? Yeah, I want to. Uh, yeah, I want to yeah, know how are everything that you do because. Hannah Health is still going, right? Yeah, um, the community. Yeah, all the any way people can get a hold of you. Go through your three businesses and how people can get a hold of you, whether it's for activism, for business, or whatever to get a medical card. Roll with it, Kibra. Sure. Okay. So Canna Health, I've, I'm the founder, but I do not own it anymore. But um, I, I still am very much involved. That's visitcannahealth.com. Um, and we're on 178 Temple Street, Suite 33. So you can come in, get your medical cannabis certification. We'll take great care of you. Um, let's see. Holistic Home Healthcare. Um, it's a community-based business where I provide um, non-clinical, so that's homemakers, companions, and PCAs, to um, community people. It's for the community community by the community and then last is noir and vert uh which is a uh, black and green and french and those are my cannabis licensed companies so that includes the retail and the large-scale cultivation and my, my email is kibra at noir and um there's an e at the end of there and i'm on all socials kbreezy 494 nurse kibra on instagram kibra smith Steve Smith. All right. And you got anything coming up? Any appearances? Anything going on where people can come see you, talk to you? Um, we will be we will be having um a expungement fair in New Haven in July. So I will get all the information to you. Um, of course it's gonna be totally free, but there'll also be an element for families. To you know, if we get this latest legislation passed, we're gonna have to help the brothers and sisters that are currently incarcerated um, right. enact this legislation. So it'll be a way for families or friends to be able to advocate for those who are incarcerated to benefit from this new legislation. Right, right the will- new one, and this is important. I think it is six seven eight seven. Uh, if um, I'm not correct. Uh, that they are going to be voting on this week and that would take the expungement a level further to people who were selling people who had larger amounts than uh, what was it a quarter ounce that they I forgot what they expunged but people who had larger amounts than simple possession 
uh, to also get their records expunged. And what you're saying is there's a process. You're yes. gonna, even with this first uh, round, there's a process you have to go to. There are forms you have to fill out, you, you know, and yeah, maybe you could go to City Hall and ask them. But would, wouldn't it be much better to be able to go to a clinic where people can show you what to do, what forms you got to fill out, depending on what thing you had and mm -hmm. and uh, and help you fill those forms out so you can have them ready to take down to the court. You know what I mean? And get your record expunged instead of having to, you know, figure out the process for yourself, you know? Yeah. Yes. And I'm doing that in partnership with uh, students for students for sensible drug policies and um gti so that is i'm working together with them this summer so oh very cool very very cool all right and uncle lou anything to say before we sign off no nope, uh just you know where everything is and we appreciate everything um Heber, let me know if there's any way we can help with the expungement we'd love to and okay. uh, um i guess that's it have a happy healthy day yeah, that was a great keeper. Thank you for sending me that. So it is 6787. Tell your senator to pass that bill. Help more people get out of jail, have their records expunged. HB 6787. And yeah. uh, all right, everybody. Thanks, Kibra. Great talking Thank to you. you. Great show. <laughs> Uncle Lou's already off. Have a great day, everybody. All right, Nora, you can hit the music. If you want to follow me, you can go to at Joe the Weed Guy on Instagram, at Joe the Weed Guy on Facebook, or Greenhaven Media, or Cannabis Corner Radio. So there's a lot of places you can find us. Stay up with the Connecticut Canna Warriors if you want to know what's going on with Bill under HB 6787. And there's also a bill with psilocybin, which uh, the number escapes me. And there's also a huge bill which would outlaw Delta 8, and that's the big one. So please contact them if you're interested in any way, shape, or form getting involved in the rally tomorrow. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. We will see you next week. I'm taking it next semester. And I know why. Why, man? Yeah. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. I was going to go to court before I got high. I was going to pay my child support. But then I got high. No, you wasn't. Uh. They took my whole paycheck. And I know why. Why, man? Yeah. Hey, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I wasn't gonna run from the cops. But I was high. I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop. But I was high.